few years ago, uh, uh, when I was vicar for clergy, uh, Bishop uh, asked me to go and uh, represent the diocese at one of our seminarians uh, who was being ordained over in Rome at, from the North American College. The, you know, the ordination was at St. Peter's. It was really beautiful. And, and so I, I got to go and do that. And I was there for about a week. And so I had a few days to myself. I was alone. And, and so I just was sightseeing and doing various things. Well, Bishop had also given me a ticket to one of the Pope's Wednesday audiences. And, you know, it was a good ticket where you got right up in like the top where the Pope was. And, and so uh, that Wednesday, beautiful October day, uh, nice and warm, sunny, uh, almost hot, and went there early in the morning to make sure I got a good seat up on top and uh, did that. And uh, was waiting because, you know, the Pope, uh, you know, there's at least an hour before he would come out. And so I was, just walking around, taking pictures, and also just kind of enjoying the fact that I was way up here and everybody else was way down there. And, you know, St. Peter's Square is huge and it fits like 100,000 people. And it was full that day. It was a you know, perfect day. Everybody came and wanted to see Pope Francis. And, and then he came and then he drove around for a long time, up and down the aisles, talking to people, blessing, you know, picking up babies and all this kind of stuff. And just, having a great time and, uh, and so by the time he got up to the top I had been there for almost two hours and as I said it was, it was pretty warm I was un almost uncomfortable and right out there in the sun and without any kind of shade or anything so then he starts doing his audience and it was all in Italian and other languages and I didn't understand what he was saying so I got bored and, and, and I said you know I'm just going to take off I you know, got some pictures I Got to be up here on top, and you know, this really nice primo spot, and and you know, feeling all important and filled with myself, and so I'm just going to leave. Well, to get to leave, uh, you have to go from where I was up on the stage. I had to walk down the steps and then go up the the aisle. So everybody's looking at Pope Francis, and I'm walking away, <laughs> and and so you know, I. This, this is kind of an embarrassing story, so I'm just, yeah, just be patient. And so I'm walking away, and everybody's looking this way, and I'm going that way, and big wide aisle, and down the middle, and then I, I heard someone laugh, and I didn't think anything of it. But then I hear, hey, father, your fly is down. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh please God, no. <laughs> and I look, and sure enough, folks, there's no recovery from something like that. <laughs> there's nowhere to go. What do you do? And so I, I just said, just go. And so I just kept going, totally humiliated, totally embarrassed. And I, I get finally, after this long walk of shame, I, I get to the back of the square and I, it was so over, over the top embarrassing that you just, what do you do? You just laugh. That was insane. 
what the Lord did to me. <laughs> it's like, here I am way up here, and he brought me way down here. And just like that. And boy, did I need that, huh? And so I get there, and I'm, like, I'm all by myself, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta tell somebody what just happened. And so I'm like, I'll call my folks. And I forgot the time change. You know, it's 10 in the morning there, so it was three in the morning here. And <laughs> so I call, and you know, my mom picks it up on the first ring. And that's what moms do. And what? I say, well, it's Dan. It's 3.30 in the morning, it's three in the morning. I'm like, I know, but I gotta tell you this thing that just happened. And so I, I, I proceeded to tell her, and I could just feel like the shame coming through the phone. She's like, oh, Danny, you didn't. I was like, yeah, I did. She goes, promise me one thing. I was like, what? She goes, promise that you'll never use that story in a homily, please. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't tell her. <laughs> And we can, we can get so pleased with ourselves and figure, you know, we're the best and, you know, self-righteous and like, I, I, I've got it all going on and I don't need anybody's help. And then the Lord reminds us, you don't have any idea. Brothers and sisters, all of us, you know, see, we have this thing where we like to put our ego at the center and we do everything we can to protect that. And so filled with ourselves and so self uh, righteous, so independent, we don't need any help, and eagle loves that spot. But there's only, there's only one person who's supposed to be in that spot, and that's Jesus. And so, if we, if we open ourselves up to His grace, He's going to find a way to dislodge our pride from the place where He's supposed to be. And He's going to be there. And He's going to take care of us. This is called conversion, it's called healing, it's called mercy, it's called forgiveness. We all need to be there. Now I just told you a, a story that was, like when, when people said, somebody would say to me, what is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? That would be like in the top five. Right? We all have things like that we can think of. Like I did this. And some of us, we can't laugh about it like I just, laughed about my, myself. We still, we're still ashamed, we're still embarrassed, we're still hurt by it. We still have that, like we met, remember something that we did, we still feel that pit in our stomach that, oh gosh, I can't believe I did that. It still hurts us. The Lord doesn't want that. You know, if, how we can use the, our failures, our sins, our transgressions, our mistakes, our, our, our embarrassment, He can use those moments to dislodge our ego from the center and place himself back there. But we have to let him do that. We have to ask him to do that for us. You know, we've just spent the last five weeks in this homily series, Lift Your Eyes, trying to lift our vision off of ourselves towards him. To, to lift our vision off of our brokenness and our woundedness and up to him. To lift our, our vision from the limited view of ourselves without grace to the infinite possibilities of life if we just let the Lord heal us and give us his life. To lift your eyes, to see what it is Jesus wants for us. We've just spent the five weeks doing that. And, 
And I mentioned to you uh, in the bulletin that at the end of the five weeks, I would have a surprise for you. I would share something with you. And, and so this is the end of the series, so I'm going to tell you what it is. Because we all need help, we all need mercy, we all need the Lord's love and care for us. And the most significant places where that takes place are here at Mass, obviously, when we encounter Jesus in the Eucharist and we receive him into our life. We hopefully will allow the, that life to dislodge ourselves from the center and place himself back there so he can direct us and guide us on our way. But there's that broken piece that gets in the way, that, that self-righteousness, that pride, that ego, the, or even that sense of self, which is like, like the tax collector. I can't even look at you, Jesus. I'm such, such a mess. I don't even deserve to be here. Well, he doesn't want any of that. And so what's the most, what's the most significant means by which he gives us to, to heal us of our pride and self-righteousness and also to heal us of our brokenness that makes us, think, makes us think that if people really knew what I was like, they wouldn't love me, they wouldn't even let me in here. How do we, how do, we do that? And that's all, and we know what that is. It's a sacrament of confession. And so we've been lifting our eyes to the infinite possibilities of us, healed by grace. The, the, the means by which we are healed is through confession. And, and, and we're a big parish. Thousands of people belong to this parish. And, you know, and thinking about it, well, do they know how important confession is? And if, if, if confession is so important, then why are we only offering it on two days? So shouldn't we offer it more? First of all, to communicate why it's so important, but second, thirdly, secondly, to, to make sure you have an opportunity to go, to make it as convenient for you as possible. So... What we're doing now is we're going to start confessions every single day. Starting this Friday, All Saints Day, a holy day of obligation, by the way. The Mass schedule is in the bulletin. It means we've got to go. So starting this Friday, we're going to have confession every day from now on. Every day. Twice on Saturdays, twice on Tuesdays, every single day. The schedule's in the bulletin. No excuses. It's all free. It's all for you. And it's all because he loves you. And we, your priests, we want to we wanna be there for you. And all these, all these thousands of people in this parish, and sometimes I'll sit in the confession, uh, and business is kind of slow. All right? It's like, where is everybody? <laughs> There's no sin in St. Charles. <laughs> Praise God, you guys are amazing. So, Keep us busy. That's what we're here for. That's what we want to do. By that encounter with Jesus who looks at you with eyes of love and directs you to lift your gaze to him and to see how much he loves you. He would not even look. He would not even raise his eyes. Oh Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. But because of grace, because of confession, because of healing, we can raise our eyes and see him. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you. But just say the word and I shall be healed. <laughs>